Welcome everybody to our weekly Torah podcast. This is in memory of Mr. and Mrs. Harold and Shirley Pasternak, Herschel Ben David, and Sima Devor Basichesko. This week's Torah portion is Parshas Kisisa. Although Kisisa mostly revolves around the sin of the golden calf, I'd like to talk about a different little point that's mentioned in the Parsha this week that has ramifications and there's much to talk about it almost every week. The Mitzvah of Shabbos. Torah tells us words that we use in the davening on Shabbos, as well as the Kiddush. For Shomu B'nei Shabbos, The Jewish people should observe and keep the Shabbos to make the Shabbos for all future generations. Afterwards, Torah continues, Between me and the Jewish people, God says, O Olam. It is an eternal sign, a covenant. Here we find the expression of Shmiras Shabbos, guarding, so to say, the Shabbos. It's an interesting terminology that we find regarding Shabbos. We don't find regarding any other mitzvah. We don't person say the person Shomer Kashra as he guards and or observes Kashra in that same matter. He's Mekayim. He fulfills the mitzvah of kosher, of tefillin, other types of mitzvahs. Regarding Shabbos, though, the expression uses of Shomer B'nei Yisrael Shabbos. And we use that also. A person Shomer Shabbos. person keeps the Shabbos. Many places, there is actually a, a section of the cemeteries designated for people who are Shomer Shabbos, people that are observant of the Shabbos. Why is it the word Shomer, which literally means to guard or to watch, why is that associated with Shabbos more than any other mitzvah? What exactly does the term mean for that matter? Commentaries explain that the idea of a shomer, a person that's a watchman, a guard, has an obligation to keep his eyes on what he's watching at all times. He takes full responsibility for watching the object that's under his, under his responsibility. And he has to make sure that, again, like I said, he keeps his eyes on it, make sure that nobody touches, nobody comes, scared, nobody comes close, nobody damages it at all. That's the way it is with Shabbos too. Shabbos person has to be on his on her mind, so to say, at all times. The mitzvah of the Ten Commandments, Zohar Sama Shabbos Kadsho. Remember Shabbos to keep it holy. The rabbis tell us Zohar means to say the person is supposed to remember it every single day. Person, well, throughout the week when a person goes shopping, he finds something nice. Oh, I want to take that and buy that in honor of Shabbos. That matter even the days of the week. The days of the week in Hebrew don't have names of their own. It's not like a Monday or a Sunday or a Tuesday. It's Yom Bishon, Yom Shini, Yom Shlishi. Each day is the first day towards Shabbos, the second day towards Shabbos, the third day towards Shabbos, etc. That's how we remember Shabbos every single day of the of, of the week. So that's part of the understanding of Shomer Shabbos, to watch the Shabbos. One of the ideas of that also, the Chavetz Chaim explains in the Mishnebura from the Yaros Devash, Mioros and Ebshetz, the person has to always have the laws of Shabbos in mind. The person has to constantly review the lachas of Shabbos. The Talmud describes the laws of Shabbos as a mountain hanging by a hair. What it means to say, what, what it means to say is, the Torah doesn't really tell us too much about what it is that's prohibited on Shabbos. It really says that you're not supposed to do prohibited types of labors, but doesn't explain what those prohibited labors are. The Gemara learns it out from the past parshas, this parsha, next week's parsha. We learned that from the Mishkan, from the different types of activities that were involved in the construction of the Mishkan, of the tabernacle. But it doesn't really tell us exactly what they are. And the laws of Shabbos are so immense 
the Mishtabura, the six-volume classic commentary and halachic authority on the on the Shulchan Aruch. A full third of the Mishtabura deals with the laws of Shabbos, two volumes, volume three and volume four, deal with the laws of Shabbos. And the, again, the Mishtabura says over there, in the beginning of the third volume, that a person that does not constantly review the laws of Shabbos, it's almost impossible for him to be able to observe Shabbos properly. They're so complex and so many, and so many details, and Torah prohibitions, and rabbinic fences, and rabbinic law, etc., and custom for that matter, too. So that's why the idea of Shomer, a person has to watch carefully the Shabbos to make sure that he doesn't make any mistakes. Watch to follow over the laws and review the laws to make sure that he does it properly. There's another idea in the idea of Shmira, of, of watching also, guarding for that matter. The idea of watching something, guarding something, brings to mind the image of a treasure, something that's very expensive, you put it away under you as, as a keepsake. You want to make sure to watch, make sure that it's that it's taken, it's taken carefully, it's, it's put away carefully and, and secure. The Talmud, the Midrash tells us regarding Shabbos that Hashem says, Matana tovo yeshli I have a beautiful gift in my in my storage house, in my in my chest. Shabbos and it's Shabbos. And I want to give it to you, the Jewish people. The rabbis referred to Shabbos as something in Hashem's treasure chest, as it were. What is it about Shabbos that's so unique, that's so special? Why is it given that expression of something which is in the, inner, in the treasure chest? That's understanding why we have to watch it, because it's considered a treasure. We may not understand exactly the idea about the treasure, but Hashem Almighty considers a treasure himself that keeps it in a treasure chest. It just shows to show how valuable it is. We keep our things of value, great value, in our chests, in our treasure chest, or in, in, a, in a bank vault, or whatever it might be. The Almighty keeps that what's most precious to him in his treasure chest also, and that's the Shabbos. Why is the Shabbos so special? So again, the Torah says afterwards, Beni olam. It's an eternal sign of a covenant between God and the Jewish people. I once explained it. I once had a student that was interested in conversion. A young woman in the college, on college campus. And she would come to classes and she literally had a tremendous desire, a tremendous thirst to learn more and more about Judaism. And everything she learned, she put into practice. Now the Talmud teaches us that a non-Jew is not supposed to observe the Shabbos. So it turns out that it's considered it's a gift given to the Jewish people. And it's actually it's prohibited for the non-Jew to observe Shabbos properly. And for that reason, even a person that's working towards conversion, they have to desecrate the Shabbos at least one time each week so as not to be able to observe it completely. This girl once came to me literally in tears. She said it's so difficult for her. And she loves, she enjoys the Shabbos. Why is it necessary? Why can't she observe the Shabbos like she observes other mitzvahs? She's keeping kosher, she's keeping all the other mitzvahs. Why can't she observe Shabbos too? I thought for a moment, and I explained to her, I told her, I gave her an analogy. I told her, God willing, when you get married, imagine your husband will buy you jewelry. He might buy you beautiful pieces of jewelry. One time, you're going out with your husband to some kind of an event, and your husband sees you talking to your friend, and afterwards he tells you, isn't that your necklace that your, that your friend is wearing? And you answer, yes, my friend asked me if she can borrow a necklace to, to go with her outfit. And I lent it to her. Husband wouldn't have any qualms about that. It 
it's a nice thing to share your share your objects of 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 beauty of jewelry with somebody else. But imagine, let's say, husband at the event, and afterwards, he corners you and says, "Your friend, is that your engagement ring that she's wearing?" And the person said, "Yeah, that's my engagement ring. My friend was asking; she wanted to borrow some kind of piece of jewelry to go with her outfit, so I had to my engagement ring." You can well imagine the husband's response would be quite different. So how can you lend your engagement to somebody else? He said, what's the problem? The other piece of jewelry, the necklace may have been more expensive than the engagement ring even. He said, that's true. But the engagement ring is not just a matter of the value of, the, of its monetary value. The engagement ring represents something which is very unique, a very special relationship, the deepest type of relationship between a man and a woman. That's not something you lend out to anybody else. To the contrary, somebody else wearing that piece of jewelry is almost like an intrusion into a relationship between a husband and a wife. So I explained to this young woman, that's the idea of Shabbos too. The Almighty says, It is an eternal sign between God and the Jewish people. That's what Shabbos is. It's an engagement ring of that very deep relationship between God and the Jewish people. And therefore, it would not be appropriate for the non-Jew to observe Shabbos. It's an intrusion of sorts into the relationship between God and the Jewish people. I told her, God willing, when you go through with your conversion, you'll be able to observe the Shabbos too. You'll also be party to that very close relationship. But at the present time, it's not there yet. At the present time, it would not be appropriate to observe the Shabbos. That's the understanding of Shomer Shabbos, observing, watching, guarding Shabbos. This very special, unique piece of uh, this, this idea, this day itself. This is a piece of jewelry, so to say. And therefore, as such, the Jew has to carefully watch it, Shomer Shabbos properly, in order to make sure that, that it's that it, it's kept that show that its uniqueness and its and how special it is. Without Shabbos, the Jewish people could not exist. In the same way we use the word Shomer regarding Shabbos, we observe Shabbos. We're saying the Shabbos Miros, Kyashmer Shabbos, Kel Yeshmerini. When we observe the Shabbos, the Shabbos in turn watches us and guards us also for that matter. The Almighty guards us. In the, in the observance of Shabbos, because it's so dear and near to the Almighty, the Almighty himself guards the Jewish people, protects the Jewish people in the merit of Shmir Shabbos, in the merit of observing the Shabbos. The Chavetz Chaim used to say regarding this concept, Olam, it's an eternal sign, an eternal covenant. He said, imagine you go to a store and try to go in and see the doors locked. So you probably figure to yourself, maybe the fellow stepped out for a few minutes, maybe he's out for a couple of days, whatever it might be. You don't, don't entertain the thought, though, that the store closed down. The next time you come to the store, after you see they took the sign down, then you know already that the store has been closed permanently. And that's Shabbos is an oath. Shabbos is a sign as well. Even a person that may not necessarily be observant of all the mitzvahs, he may have drifted away from keeping some of the mitzvahs. But as long as Shabbos is still there, the sign is up, there's still that deep connection. But when the sign is a move, when Shabbos is no longer observed, the sign is down, that's already, that's already shows that the relationship itself has been severed in some ways. The relationship, the unique relationship you've got with the Jewish people has been severed. The Jewish people can only exist through Shabbos. Shabbos is what makes the Jewish people special to be able to enjoy that very deep, close relationship they have with the Almighty. Along the same lines, the Meshachach asks a very interesting question. 
We know the Torah tells us that a person who does not observe the Shabbos is liable for capital punishment. Shabbos is considered a capital offense in the Torah. The Meshachachma wonders, how is that possible? We know the Allah is that you're allowed to transgress the Shabbos for pikuach nefesh. When a person's life is in danger, it's permissible and even required for that matter to desecrate the Shabbos. That being the case, we see that human life takes precedence over Shabbos. So if human life takes precedence over Shabbos, how is it possible to say that a person that transgresses Shabbos should be liable for death penalty? That would imply that Shabbos is more important than human life. It seems to be a contradiction of sorts. So the Meshachachma explains, as do other commentaries too, that as long as a person observes Shabbos, then indeed the relationship is there and the human life takes precedence over Shabbos. But a person desecrates the Shabbos so then he severs that relationship. Once it's severed the relationship, then of course Shabbos takes precedence over the human being, over the human life. When a person is ill and there's danger to the one's life, then of course that's true. The human life takes precedence over Shabbos. The person himself has that close relationship with Almighty. But once the person, Mechalos Shabbos, desecrates the Shabbos, he shows the relationship between the person and God is not, is not that important. Therefore, as such, the relationship is severed and that type of situation it's liable for death penalty because Shabbos takes precedence. Shabbos is more important than the person. The Gemara tells us that Shabbos is shkula kenegikola mitzvahs. Shabbos is equivalent of all the other mitzvahs. There's an element, there's an element in Shabbos that's, that's equal to all the other mitzvahs. In many ways, the Gemara tells us that a person that desecrates the Shabbos publicly is considered in some ways like idolatry. In some ways, that person has severed the, the relationship between to the Jew and between the Almighty. Can understand that now a little bit better. Shabbos represents the idea of that very close relationship. Shabbos remi- reminds us that six days the Almighty made heaven and earth, and the seventh day he rested. When we, de- when we celebrate Shabbos, we are testing and accepting that fact that we know that the Almighty created the world and that it continues to run the world for that matter, also. As such, because of that, it gives us a connection. That's the, the deepest the connection between the Jew and between God also. That's the understanding of Shabbos, the Shmira Shabbos. For Shomer B'nei Yosel Shabbos. They keep the Shabbos, La Sosa Shabbos Dorazam, to make Shabbos for all future generations. Shabbos is not merely a bunch of laws that you can't do this, you can't do this, you can't do that. It's La Sosa, by observing the Shabbos, La Sosa Shabbos, we make the Shabbos. We create that relationship, that unique relationship, and strengthen that relationship that exists between God and the Jewish people. It's not just a bunch of what we cannot do. Shabbos itself is a day of elevation. Shabbos elevates us. Shabbos brings us to a relationship, to a deeper, close relationship with the Almighty. As I mentioned before, Shabbos is something that we observe, and Shabbos, through the observance of Shabbos, we too are observed. The Almighty watches and protects and guards the Jewish people also. Have a great week, everybody, and Bez Hashem will be together again next week. Ever think about starting your own podcast? The Maverick Podcasting Network makes creating and running your podcast easy and fun. Visit maverickpodcasting.com to get started today.